Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things fitness and business. I left my career as a TV reporter after 10 years to start my own fitness coaching company. I was so tired of seeing people struggle with disordered eating and misguided weight loss information. Think of this as your one-stop shop for training, nutrition, and success while navigating through life. Grab a cup of coffee, get cozy, and get ready to learn and laugh. Again, welcome to the Taylor Living Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. What's up, guys? So we are still caffeinating. Actually, I just finished my coffee. Jeremy, what are you drinking? I just made normal coffee at home. What's normal coffee? What do you brew? Maxwell House, three scoops. (laughs) (laughs) Not even Folgers. We're going Maxwell House. No, cheap cheap coffee. Black or what? What's in Um, there? Almond milk. Unsweetened vanilla? Yep. Nice. Solid. Guys, this is our... Don't you have good vibes already? Yep. All right. Jeremy, you're joining... This is your first time being an assistant coach, and you're my first assistant coach, so I'm literally freaking hype. I've been talking about this for like a month now. When did we first talk about this? Right after, right after gym's open, so yeah, probably May? End, of May, end of May, early June. I'm so hyped. Yeah. So, you know, I want to kind of introduce you to everybody. Um, so give us just like a basic overview of kind of like your background, your expertise, and then I'm going to make things a little more fun. Cool. So I am a uh, competitive power lifter, bodybuilder. Yeah, you're strong as shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he says humbly. <laughs> um, I've been doing the. I've been kind of in the fitness scene for about seven, eight years now. I got really into it in college. Um, I started with men's physique. Did a couple competitions, men's physique. Um, but ever since high school, and even maybe even before high school, I was really into lifting heavy weights. So uh, powerlifting started to become more mainstream. I got into that in twenty fifteen. I've been competing consistently. For the last, what year is it, 2020? It is 2020, still. So I've been competing five years ago this summer in powerlifting. Sweet. Um, And you're natural. Yeah. That's the cool part to me. Because, uh, you know, tell us kind of like your stats. I I know that you guys at the gym that we go to, Old School Iron, shout out to you guys. It's the best gym in in Cleveland, I would say. Um, There's a board, several, where you can kind of look at, you know, who's got the best totals and and raw totals, too, and all that kind of stuff. And your name is literally on the board (laughs) in, like, seven of the eight slots. Um, So, tell us your all-time best squat, bench, and deadlift. So, my best squat all-time, I hit, this was last December, I hit a 749 squat at 220 pounds, at 220 body weight. Hell yeah. Um... That same meet, I hit a 370 bench press. My best in the gym is 375. I think I'm going to smash that soon. Um, <laughs> well, hope, yeah, if COVID would kind of let us do things. Yeah. yeah. And then my best deadlift in a competition, 640. In the gym, I've done two weeks ago, I did 675 for four. So, That's crazy. When's um, last time you stepped on a platform? Last December. Yeah. And you were obviously going – so Jeremy was going to compete on August 1st, and you guys know I was getting ready to do a – a bikini show as well and COVID had other plans for us so when is your next meet do we know yet so I'm not sure what the status of powerlifting meets are for the rest of the year I've got a strongman competition September 12th I planned that before I planned the powerlifting meet jack of all trades yeah so I was just having a good run with powerlifting training I figured I'd jump in for a meet I was hitting all-time numbers in the gym um coming off of COVID so I was I was super hyped for the meet in two weeks, but 
uh, like I, like you said, it's not happening. But luckily, we got the strongman one to look forward to. Yeah, that'll be, be cool. It. I've never been to a strongman meet, so yeah, me neither. So <laughs> it'll be. Uh, we're just gonna go have some, fun. Yeah, we're gonna wing it. It's gonna yes. be a good time. Good. Um, so I want to ask you just a few fun things to get to know you. So I mean, I know you, but y'all don't know him yet. So okay, what would your last meal be? And I want to know like the actual food and then like dessert you would have as well because I'm a big dessert person so Ooh. like I need to know both alright I got a good one okay my last meal mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. okay so um oh man let me think about this it's a tough one yeah it's I know an what, important one I'm gonna start with dessert okay I know what my last dessert would be I like it um Ben and Jerry's Tonight Dough by Jimmy Tonight Fallon Tonight Dough yeah that is a good one yeah explain what's all in that so that one's cookie dough brownie um I think chocolate and vanilla ice cream, and then I think there's one other ingredient in there. Isn't there like a peanut butter dough in that? There's maybe? peanut butter dough in there. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. I yeah, got that's you. the first Ben and Jerry's I ever had. It's my favorite one. And it's your favorite? Okay, yeah. good. Um, so, that, yeah, I'd have a whole pint of that. <laughs> that um, probably fits your macros right now, honestly. <laughs> I make it. And then for dinner, oh man, I'd probably have, I'd be a burger and fries for sure. Yes. Um, See, guys, now you understand yeah. why I picked Jeremy. Okay, sweet potato yeah. or normal fries? Normal. Okay, that. Wait, never mind. 50, Jeremy's 50, out. I'm just kidding. Well, 50, 50. <laughs> That's an option. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Love that though. I am with you on the burger and uh, and fries. I would just do sweet potato. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you Spotify or Apple Music? Spotify. Okay, great. Then this question makes sense. Who are your top three artists right now on rotation? Not of all time, but. Oh. Yeah, pull it Did up. Do they have this on here? Let's pull up the Daily Mix one. Okay. Oh, this is... I like this one. This is fun. Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty. Okay. Um, okay. I, th- I didn't AC, know this. ACDC. Okay. So we like some classic rock. I like a lot of classic rock. All right. Yeah, I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Okay, cool. No one knows that about me. Um, that's Daily Mix one. This is where my musical tastes get a little diverse. Oh, yeah. I always celebrate my playlist or bipolar. I have Drake, Lil Wayne, Waka Flocka. Is this your daily mix too? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. This is like workout music. Okay. The other stuff's just like chilling. Got it. Studying Those music. are very diverse. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. Mine are not that diverse. And then I've got... Then I throw a little bit of country in there too. Did you have any plans Oh, MGK. To... I got MGK in Okay. There. Any plans to see a concert in 2020 before things happened? Like, did you have any plans? I didn't have any. I, no. had a, I had a simple plan. Oh, yeah. That's right. It was supposed to be in June, wasn't it? <laughs> that didn't work. Yeah. Well, you like simple yeah. plans. That was cool. Yeah, they're I'm going to cool. take you. Yeah, they're cool. Um, I'm the emo one in the group. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. Then I got... I mean, I probably would have hit up Blossom for some country concerts. Okay. Yeah. I'm not the biggest country music guy, but the concert's always a good time. Yeah. So... That is one thing I really miss, y'all. Yeah. I miss... Oh, live music so much. All right, next question. What athlete or coach would you get a lift with? Anywhere. It could be anyone. Anyone? Mm-hmm. Um, Who would you love to lift with one time? I've always, I've technically lifted with them already, but my homie uh, at Iron Valley Barbell, Zach Hummel. It's a good one. Yeah, he was my first powerlifting coach. It's a good one. Big mentor of mine in the industry. So I'd probably say him. Okay. Crunchy or creamy? Crunchy. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I like both. That's a bodybuilder thing. 
You're not that, wrong because that texture. Yeah, exactly. That texture, yeah. yeah and then at, macros are low. Yeah, when your macros are low and you want to make everything last, so. <laughs> you get crunchy. Yeah. You're not wrong. I think that's actually when I started yeah. buying crunchy peanut butter was my first prep. Yeah. 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 No, that's true. Okay, this one, if you answer it fast, I mean, cool, but I'm, I'm thinking, I'm wanting you to think a little bit. So, would you rather not shower for a week or give up coffee for a month? Easy. No, no, I wouldn't shower for a week. Okay, good. I tried, the no co- I, tried, I tried the no coffee for a month thing. I was not a good person. I, yeah, I could live know, with the no showering thing. Both of us really are adrenals. Like, I think I need to record a podcast on, like, caffeine abuse. Just minor shot. Yeah, it's bad, guys. It's I had an okay, espresso though. this morning, too. Espresso Fridays at Starbucks. That's a thing. Yeah. And now you've recently discovered Nitro Brew, finally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you hadn't had one. I'm so happy that I showed yeah. you that. Yeah, I'm normally um, a hot coffee person, but I do love I hot switched, coffee. Switch the game up a little but bit. But in the afternoons, oh, a nitro brew, guys. If you haven't had the new, and I'm not one to get like frou frou crap at Starbucks. Okay, I will do black coffee all day. Usually some artificial sweeteners because YOLO. But the new dark chocolate cold foam, they make it with unsweetened almond milk. It's six carbs and one gram of fat, and it tastes like chocolate milk coffee. Mm. It's so good. Next time. Um, since one of my friends, uh, Katie, wanted me to ask you this, I will ask you. Um, favorite Oreo flavor. Favorite Oreo Top three flavor. of all my time. My top three? Yeah, let's do top okay. three. Um, number one, I'd have to go with, what's the, what's that one, what's the, the mega stuff, the most stuff? Oh, yeah. The one that the, has like, the, three that, layers that, that of it? That new one. The new it's one. It's mega stuff, I Is think. Is it mega stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, that's yes. my number one. Okay. Um, so you like the chocolate cookies more, or... You have vanilla. Does it um, I just like the traditional Oreos. I just like a okay. lot of cream. I feel that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say that's number one. Got it. Double stuffed golden Oreo is number two. Solid. Yeah. And then. You're going classic. I like it. Yeah. And then right. the third one. Any limited edition ones that stand out I'm to you? I'm trying to think. They have a s'mores one at one point. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that one's the good. The s'morio, man. Yeah, the s'morios are good. That graham cookie. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's probably number three. That's a good one. I answered this on Instagram earlier, but yeah. I'm a big limited edition. I had edition. that question ready. I saw it on there. You had it ready. Yeah. Yeah, I had to repost that one because that's such a me thing. So yeah, my first favorite is um, definitely the pumpkin one, which I know sounds so basic AF, but I'm telling you it tastes like a gingerbread cookie, which doesn't make sense, but it was very good. I had like a, I don't know, pumpkin-y graham cracker cookie. Yeah. Second favorite was peanut butter and jelly. That was a peanut butter cookie with the jelly inside. And then, well, it's like peanut butter cream too. And then the third favorite was the fruity pebble one, which it was just I've so good. I've never tried that one. Oh my God, it was so good. Yeah. I had like so many in my freezer for the longest time. And then I moved and I was like, Taylor, why do you have like seven? <laughs> like you're not going to eat these. So anyway, last question, sumo or conventional? Sumo. Same. Sumo. Team sumo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if I'm that person that's like, oh yeah, bro, sumo's easier. Your take. My take on this. <laughs> This is a good one. So I made an Instagram post about this <laughs> Same. earlier this week. Um, sumo took me longer to learn. Sumo took me an entire year to like sort of like feel like I get it. Um, conventional, I mean, you can put anybody up to a barbell and they can do it. I mean, I can't say anyone can do it. But it's a lot easier to go up and do a conventional deadlift and just kind of rip the bar off the floor. I feel like mechanics, it is easier. Yeah. yeah I think that sumo, a lot of people, yeah. and tell me from your experience with clients, you yeah. know, when you teach someone how to sumo deadlift at first, mm-hmm. they immediately are kind of turned off by it. Yeah. 
because uh, it feels weird on their hips at first. Mm-hmm. But I hate it when people say it's easier. Yeah. You it's cannot, not easier. Well, you can't grip and rip a sumo deadlift. It's not going to happen. No. And if you're an impatient person, it's not for you. That's what I say too. You yeah. know, a deadlift in general is about the slowest lift ever. Yeah. You know, you have to be patient with yeah. it. Um, cool. Love that. All right. So where I wanted to take this podcast was really talking about powerlifting. If you guys couldn't tell that was coming. Um, but a lot of you guys know on here and you followed me for a long time that well before bodybuilding, I was a powerlifter platform was my home when I was working with Lane Norton and, uh, People keep asking me when I'm going to come back to the platform. I don't know yet. COVID ruined my plans this year. But I want to talk to you about what I like, what we wished we would have known before our first meet. And I'll tell you guys, I have a few things prepared, but I we're kind of just going to bounce off of this because you know a lot of people think um, that powerlifting is is going to make you look a certain way. It's it's not about eating everyone's like just fat and pulling heavy weight i think that's the stereotype but like if you're a female and you're powerlifting you're overweight you just don't care about your macros or your nutrition wouldn't you say yeah yeah that's yep that's everybody told me because i switched from men's physique to power yeah you went backwards yeah yeah i started with the bodybuilding thing everybody's like don't you're gonna gonna, yeah you're gonna become a fat (laughs) powerlifter i'm like dude nah bro nah all right so that's actually my first thing what i wish i would have known before powerlifting because i'll be honest with you guys um you know, I'm very open about my history of like, you know, restricting and kind of disordered eating patterns and whatnot. And I really started to overcome that in about 2012 and I started tracking macros and I felt really good. And then my lifts were getting better. And I just realized I was good at lifting heavy. And so somebody planted the seed in my head in college that I should power lift. And I was like, okay. And it was in the back of my head. I never really thought I was going to get bulky, but from the certain girls I followed on Instagram, Granted, they had been powerlifting forever, but like the Katie Ann's and those girls and like the Steffi Cohen's, I was like, wow, they have like really crazy looking physiques. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Am I going to look like yep. that? And I didn't yep. know, but you know, lifting heavy doesn't make you bulky. So that's the first thing yeah. I want to say that I wish I would have known before powerlifting. So do you want to maybe twist that for lifting doesn't make you bigger as a dude? Yeah. So it doesn't make you, the only way it's going to make you, make you a fat powerlifter is to eat like a fat powerlifter. Right, and I, mean, I think people think yeah. that bulky, it, like people need to realize that bulky is not a muscle thing. Bulky no. is body fat. Exactly. You know, and like yeah. when girls say or men they want to like, yeah, I want to be leaner, um, or like when girls say I want to be skinnier, but you want to look defined or toned yeah. or whatever the yeah. hell, you're really saying you want to build more muscle and have less body fat. You exactly. know, but I will say. Going from powerlifting as a female to then bodybuilding, mm-hmm. that's what built my glute hamstring tie-in. Yeah. That is what built my mm-hmm. back. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's bullshit. I mean, for me, my physique got a lot better after I started powerlifting. Hell yeah, it I did. Felt I was a lot stringier at the very beginning, and then I took a couple years off bodybuilding to focus on powerlifting. I think it's a three years I was straight powerlifting. Then I went back and did a classic physique show, and I looked way more dense. Yeah. Leaner. I had an easier time getting leaner because I had yeah. more lean body mass. It was cool. Yep. It was not what I was expecting. No. At all. Um, the next one I have is do your research on different federations. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and this is the same with bodybuilding too, but there's so many variety or like options. Yeah. I had the same problem. And they're all yep. so different. I mean, yep. I would say the most popular are USAPL and USPA. Yeah, those are the top two. 
for sure. I always did USPA mainly because the schedule fit me better in Texas, Mm -hmm. but, um, and you primarily did that as well, right? I did. I started off competing at old school iron. Um, old school iron is always in UPA meets. Um, see, this is, yeah, exactly. There's a lot, there's a lot of them. The third one, there's like, I mean, how many are there? I've done three or, I've done three or four different federations. I've done UPA, IPA, USPA. And then, so if somebody like yeah, asked you, yeah. hey, how do I pick, what yeah. would your advice be? I would, I mean, I picked based off the lifters I was watching at the time. Um, at the time, a lot of the lifters I was watching were geared power lifters. So they were lifting in the federations where multi-ply lifting, that kind of stuff was more popular. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like what old school iron at the time in 2015, there was a lot of multi-ply guys there. Before raw powerlifting kind of blew up, so you were around it. I was around. I was around the gear lifting scene, kind of the old, so you, older you school powerlifting. Yeah. So I went that way. That yeah. went that route. Um, I'm trying to think. So I was signed up for USAPL and USPA. Yeah. I just signed up for both. They're very, very similar. I'd say USAPL is probably the strictest with their rules and their yeah. calls and their judges. Yeah. But what I found something happened and I couldn't do the USAPL one so I did USPA and I yeah. did really well and I placed mm-hmm. overall so I was like oh well I'm just gonna yeah. stay in this federation then I started looking at where nationals were held and I saw yeah. that they had nationals in Vegas yeah. and I was like oh I, I gotta stay with USPA you know yeah. what I mean so yeah, I always see, say yeah see UPA nationals were in Detroit so mm-hmm. <laughs> hey you know what your girl loves Detroit people Detroit make cool. fun of me about Detroit that all cool. the time moving yeah. here but Detroit, Detroit cool. or Vegas I think I'd want to do Vegas yeah. at least for the post show burger yeah. and <laughs> fries you know yeah. um, or post meat rather so yeah so you know if you're like what the hell are you guys saying and you're not sure I mean it's the same thing with bodybuilding when you're looking at different federations some yeah. of them are natural um some of them are are tested some of them are yeah. not you know what i mean yeah. so it's same thing with powerlifting yeah, you've got people that. that are using there's that there's what equipment you use mm-hmm. um like i said kind of i kind of would say if i had to go with what's near you what the people in your gym are doing because totally. if because being able to find good mentorship going into a gym going into a meet it's a big deal too so that's kind of what i did as well everybody was doing the old school iron meets so i was like okay well i, I should do one at home and that just happened to be the federation yep that's what so, i would say too you know so when it actually comes down to um meat day one thing i thought about was uh pack food yeah like a ton of food yeah. and this was something that i really didn't think about yep. i did not think a meat was gonna take literally all day yeah they take i've been at meets for four hours i've been at meets for 14 hours my first yeah. meet, I mean, it was 8 a.m. until yeah. 7 p.m. Yeah. And I literally packed something for, like, a pre-quote workout for my squat. So, mm. like, this is what this is how they work, guys, if you're new to it. So, basically, your first lift is a squat. The girls go. The guys go. Then there's, like, the intermission where you change out everything get ready for benching. Then you bench. And then you wait another two to four hours. And then you deadlift. And then you, like, go home and you come back for awards if you think you won and all that kind of stuff, right? So, I mean, there's, like, hours in between your meets. So you need, like, meals, not some yeah. sneaky snacks. Yeah. You absolutely. Know? So that was one thing I thought about, um, which I just thought was funny. I messed that up a few times. Yeah. We're, we're out of food. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a no joke. I Next know. thing you know, you're asking your friend for gummy bears. I was it's before, on my list before before, de- before deadlifts, man. It's like <laughs> hey, you guys got some gummy that's bears. A, that's a rookie move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Basically, yeah. guys, you know, you just you learn so much your first meet, yeah. and and you have fun with it. And one thing that I will say, and I keep comparing this to bodybuilding, but 
powerlifting there's such a great camaraderie like people are sharing snacks and they're like rooting for you and cheering you on like you'll literally walk in there and feel super intimidated and then you like there'll be a girl or a guy that's always next to you on your lifts yeah. and then they become the person that's like hyping you up before your lift. Yeah, too. I always go up to people before warm-ups start and I'm like, hey man, are you in my flight? Yeah, all right, cool, we're warming up together. Yeah, I got for a, sure. I got a buddy for the day. Yeah, then you, you know. got a buddy for the day because, yeah. you know, um, some of you guys might have like friends that are doing the same meet with you, but I didn't. I just was like, here we go. Yeah, you got a state for a meet or something like that sometimes you're on your own. Yeah. So you just kind of got to make do with what you got. Yeah. Go make friends. Um... One other, so another thing I thought of was, and I followed this, but never cut weight for your first meet. Agreed. Yes. 100%. Um, powerlifting weight classes are intense, and I think this, your first meet, you should just enjoy it. Yeah. You shouldn't be the person, and, and I have a podcast on Instagram comparisons, but if you're the person that's like, well, would I be competitive? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, so and so in my weight class. It doesn't like, matter. Guys, it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. Like, yeah. you never know who shows up, how they perform, or any of that. So... Mm. Um, do you do weight cuts pretty frequently for your like drastic ones or what do you do? So I've done a few drastic ones at first. No. Um, the first three or four meets I did, I was a true 198. I think I was probably weighing, so I I went into meets. I went in what I went in, I weighed 198, no weight cuts. Um, just kind of like you said, enjoyed the, enjoyed the competition. Didn't have to worry about anything. Then I started to get to a more competitive level and started chasing records. Um, the first really big weight cut that I did. I did. I cut from 215 to 181 to get on the record board at Old School Iron, which is a big one. That was three years ago. Um, it was a miserable experience, but <laughs> so I've done that three or four times. I've done the, the really big weight cuts. I cut big for nationals last year. And for the weight cuts, guys, yeah. it depends on the federation you're in. But, yeah. but the, the thing is, a lot of people have the ability to weigh in like a day early. Yeah. In which case, the day before your meet, you weigh in, you're kind of depleted, but you have all day to carb up, rehydrate. You'll see people yeah. that go to, like, the hydration stations yeah. and, like, get the IV and yeah. all that kind of crap, which I think is insane. And the only reason I would suggest <laughs> that is if you were really trying to beat a record, like a state record, a world record, something yeah. like that. But if you're just going into a meet to do it, don't yeah. come I wouldn't away. even – I mean, going looking back, I wouldn't even do it for a gym record like what I did. I just knew I had specific numbers I wanted to hit at 181. So and your name is still on the board. Yeah, three years later. So I put up, yeah, so I put up the numbers I wanted, but um, I think unless you're going for like a national record, or yeah. if you think you're gonna win a big meet, something like that, like a money meet, then maybe. Yes. But it's ex- it's extremely unhealthy. Do as we say, not as we do. Yes. <laughs> yes, three hundred percent. We kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but I have pull whatever deadlift variation feels best for you. Yeah. Not like what you think you should do. Right. Yeah. There's definitely a way to, um, and that's something you got to figure out in training. Um, if you're just, I mean, for my first meet, I almost pulled sumo, but I was just learning it at the time. I, I wisely went back to conventional the week before the meet. So yeah. So we wisely. Got, yeah. The week <laughs> ended, before. Yeah. I ended up having a, ended up having a better meet that way, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. Pick what you're comfortable with. And hopefully if you're going into a meet, like you've got some kind of a coach who's guiding you and checking your form and those kinds of things. But I just know for me as like a new powerlifter, not knowing much, you know, people are very, uh, I guess, eager to give you their two cents, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And I think women in particular, um, when you're at the gym, you're pulling some good weight, um, you're deadlifting, maybe you're at a gym that has predominantly men or whatever. I just feel like you're... 
you're an easy target for somebody to say something, which isn't always a bad thing, but I think that a lot of women can be swayed easier than men if they feel intimidated or something mm-hmm. like that. So I'm just saying, like, stick to your guts, stick yeah. with what your coach thinks. Um, cool. And then uh, one thing that I thought was interesting, so I've always had online coaches. Yeah. They've always been far away, so I've never had my coach at a meet with me. Mm-hmm. I had a meet coach for my meets. Yeah. Did you ever have one? I've never had the, I've never had the luck of having a coach at my meets. Okay, so yeah. here is why I invested in. A well, meet I coach. take I take that back. I had a handler in December. Okay, a good, good friend of mine came up and, and wrapped my knee and helped me pick my attempts. Okay, but yeah. So whenever you go to a meet, basically you have to know, you have to be ready to one stake out a squat rack. Yep. And I mean, hold that fort down because <laughs> what you don't realize is like you've got to warm up and there's like. A hundred lifters trying to warm up on seven squat racks, right? So timing your lifts, timing your warm-ups, loading the bar, maybe sharing it with three other people. Um, It's a lot to handle and it's very, very, very overwhelming. And I don't say this to dissuade you, but I had a friend who, um, like Instagram friend, we had the same coach and somehow we connected on social media and he drove to Dallas for my first meet, lived out in like the Houston area. And he literally, like, had my warm-ups ready for me, helped me load the bar, pumped me up, put chalk on my back, like, all that kind of stuff. And it was so, so valuable. Um, And all of my clients that compete locally, I make sure I do the same thing for them. And I know you're the same way. But, guys, it's so overwhelming. And so I I know it might sound weird, like, what a meat coach. But, yeah, if you can find somebody, like a local coach even, and be like, hey, can I kind of join your team for a day? Yeah, it's one last thing you have to worry about. Yeah. And picking picking attempts is a whole other ballgame. Oh, God. Oh, God. If you don't know know yourself well enough. So explain the process of picking attempts. Yeah, so you have three attempts at each of the lifts, squat, bench, and deadlift. Your opener is going to be something, I always say something I could triple. Um, or something I, could, I always say your yeah. opener is if you're is if you're dumb. drunk hungover yeah if yeah. your ex walks into the gym you're <laughs> yeah. not thrown off you're yeah. like fuck yeah I'm still squatting this shit yeah so if you came <laughs> in on your worst day you should be able to hit your opener you yeah. should never bomb out on an opener you know what I mean bomb outs when you don't hit any of your lifts um, but so you pick your opener it should be something really easy just to get you in the meet get your nerves out um, especially because in your first meet you're going to be very nervous Second attempt is something you've probably hit in the gym before, maybe a small PR. And then your third attempt, you're sending it. Um, and you know, but you gotta be you gotta be wise and know if it's there or not. You're not taking maybe you're not taking a fifty pound jump. No, and, and that's the thing. The don't you feel like you kinda of black out during your meets? Like you don't really know what happened and everything's yeah. like, Oh, that felt easy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what's nice about having a meat coach there or somebody that knows what they're talking about is so you can have your attempts ready to go and like you think you know what's going on. And then what happens is after you do one of your attempts, you run off to the side of the stage or the platform and then there's a judge that's like, hey, what's your next attempt? And right then and there you have to pick. Oh, yeah. And you got a minute and a half usually. Max. Yeah, max. So like if you're blindsided because you blacked out and your adrenaline's super high, maybe you think you could do a ton more, mm-hmm. but your coach is like, eh, that looked a little sticky. Let's yeah. just bump up one yeah. kilogram or, or you know, whatever. Or the flip side of things, the weight moved really fast and you're not confident enough to go for something bigger. Truth. Your coach would be like, hey, you've got 30 pounds left in the tank. Yep. You know? Um, yep. I see that a lot with beginners. They'll yep. go in and they smoke all their waste. That felt heavy. Like, nah, it didn't. Nah, like, I didn't. Like, let's go, let's go up. You got more. <laughs> you know? Hopefully they're right. Um, The last thing I have on here is, like, pretty simple, but 
investing in equipment that you know meets regulation standards. Yeah. And I think that people go into powerlifting at first and they, they underestimate like the quality of like an expensive belt and good squat yeah. shoes and Absolutely. good knee sleeves. Mm-hmm. And do I need knee sleeves or knee wraps? So do I really need knee sleeves? I mean, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. you do. Um, so what's your take on like equipment? What's needed? So bare minimum, I feel like Same. you should have a pair of good wrist wraps. Mm-hmm. Um, I wear them on squat and bench press. Same, yep. A good belt. Um, whether that's a lever belt or a buckle belt. I had Team a, lever. So, I'm buckle. Mm. Um, is it because your weight fluctuates more? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So, if you're wondering what the difference is really fast, one is literally a lever and one is a buckle. Buckle, a lot of guys prefer because their weight is likely to fluctuate yeah. more. A lever is like, you know you're going to be within five or ten pounds of that yeah. weight pretty much I'm not cool enough to do the belt snap thing that people do at the end either. Oh, yeah, the belt not, snap. Not cool. I'm not cool enough for that yet. Sorry, right, we'll get there. But... Um, so I'd have a good belt. I had a cheap Amazon belt for about the first three years I competed. I didn't, yeah. So, but I didn't realize until I got a good one from Elite FTS, what a difference it makes. Okay. So good belt, spend the money on it. Um, some of them will last you forever. That Enzer belt, they got a lifetime warranty. Yeah. I'm an Enzer girl. Yeah. So invest your money on a good belt. Then it's up to you to compete, pick if you're going to compete raw with knee wraps or knee sleeves um knee sleeves are a lot easier to go into a meet and you won't have to have somebody wrap your knees for you true but that's up that's up to you um i would say beginners would do sleeves yeah yeah i did i didn't need knee wraps my first meet but i wrapped it myself and it might as well have been a tight pair of knee sleeves yeah you know yeah um but and then bare minimum a pair of knee sleeves um a good pair of lifting shoes for sure and i wear my lifting shoes on bench too do you yeah yeah. Are you healed or flat? Healed. Healed, healed lifting shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's completely, that's completely on the uh, on the lifter. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, you're like in the gym in slides. Yeah, I usually lift and flip. Jeremy's walking around in flip flops yeah. in the gym, guys. Um. I could be barefoot <laughs> if I could. <laughs> so. Any other thing that comes to mind? That's all I have. Yeah. So, one thing, like you were saying, like how you black out during meets and your adrenaline's pumping and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I remember my first meet kind of being shell-shocked at how much adrenaline was assisting me on my lifts. Literally. So this is something you can't simulate in the gym. You just have to trust it's going to happen. Some people crumble under the pressure of it and under the excitement and they perform really poorly. But if you harness it properly, you know, you're going to feel like Superman. So you have to understand the effect that the adrenaline is going to have on your lifts. Normally you're going to feel a lot stronger on meet day. So you're probably going to be peaked. You're going to have a peak program. So you're going to come in. Your body's going to feel fresh. You're going to be amped up. You're going to be in front of a crowd. Um, you got to learn how to slow things down. This is like a posing routine. Yeah. you got to slow it down for yourself. you got to slow the game down. That's what I tell all my lifters. My first, my opener of my very first meet, I'll never forget it. I went up. I don't remember what, I remember what I had on the bar. They had 440 pounds on the bar. Casual. Yeah. So... <laughs> Smoked the weight. I picked it up, but in the gym, it felt a lot heavier. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's like a three, good three rep max for me. I smoked the weight. I came up and I fell forward and moved so fast. But I was nervous, too, at the same time. So that didn't count. Didn't count, no. Yeah. I, I, no, I fell forward. They had to yeah. catch me. Yeah. Um, that was my first lift ever in a powerlifting meet. I squatted 500 that day. One of my but, girls can relate to that. Yeah. Karen was yeah. having, she's going to be like, damn it, oh, did you call me out? Yeah. But I'm going to call her anyway, I don't care. Um, it was her first meet, and yeah. I want to say she 
ended up getting overall in her class, so it didn't yeah. really matter. But she was super nervous, and that's normal. It's so mm-hmm. normal. Absolutely. And, um, you know, your first meet, you don't practice the commands. So if you're like, what are you talking about commands? Yeah. There's a certain way you have to squat. So a judge will literally say squat and then rack, right? Yeah. So you, if you start to rack the weight before they tell you to rack, your squat doesn't count. And yeah. then you're pissed, which is what happened to her. Yeah. It was her second lift, but so it wasn't her third. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, if you're listening to, you listen to practice your attempts. I'm calling her out too. Stephanie, practice your attempts. Actually, yeah. though, I don't remember. Listen to your her, commands. Yeah, listen to your <laughs> commands. It might have been her third lift. I don't remember, yeah. but it was it was really annoying and, and frustrating because she got called on it. And um, it just like, you know, it, yeah. it kind of crushed her for, mm-hmm. for a little bit. And I had to give her a pep talk and we were fine, kicked ass during bench and deadlifts. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I mean, those commands are tricky. Like, the bench one is the one that always gets me because if you are – if you are just tapping and going on your bench press, yeah. stop. Like, yeah. because there you'll get some dick judge that has you hold it for, I swear to God, two, two seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> I can't sometimes. hold it. Yeah, so for a bench command, yeah. you have to hold it on your chest until they say press. Yeah. And if you start to push it up or yeah. have any momentum, they're going to yeah. call it. doesn't count. So yeah. um, the, that makes me think the last thing I would suggest, you know, is – Make sure you're taking videos from the side of your squat and double check your depth because Mm -hmm. you will get some Nazi of a judge who wants to just call everyone on their depth. You know, unfortunately, I've had some some luck with mine, but um, from the side, you want to make sure that your hip crease is below your knee, which is deep AF. Yeah. Um, I've had some bad luck with that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So that's another thing. What to circle back around to picking what federations all the federations rules are different. So yeah, exactly. you want to pick one that's sort of based on how you lift. If you're looking for real strict, if you squat really deep, you squat ass to grass, you're, you're probably fine going USAPL, USPA. I normally just break parallel. So I pick me. <laughs> Jeremy's admitting his weaknesses. Yeah. I'll call myself out. But <laughs> so I normally pick meets where I just have to break parallel, where I have to break just below parallel. I squat super wide. Which should be what everyone says, but I swear everyone's they're all different. Di- they're all different. Yeah, it's all different. They're only the wording in the rule books is only slightly different usually. Yeah, they like all mean they all mean the same mm-hmm. thing, but in action, I mean, I think some federations you get style points for how low you go. I agree. They want you to bury them. And I guess the last thing I would say, thinking about this in like preparation, is the meets are always on like Saturdays. Yeah. Take Friday off work. Absolutely. I didn't Absolutely. do that my first my first time, and yeah. I wish I would have because you usually, depending on the federation again, asterisk asterisk, you have the um, ability to weigh in the day before or the day of, yeah. and even if you're not cutting, it's just nice to go there ahead of time because they check all of your equipment, yeah. so you'll want to bring your shoes, your paperwork, all of that. Um, and then that way you come to the meet, you don't have to worry about checking in. You're just like, you're good to go and you're ready. Um, I think that for me, my first meet weighing in the day of was like a little bit of added stress. Yeah. It's definitely an added stressor. I've only done that once. The having that, I usually take, like you said, the full day off the day before I treat it. Like I kind of like treat myself, you know, you trained all those weeks leading to the meet. You take a day off, get off your feet, eat good, hydrate. Get yourself mentally ready. Having that having that full twenty four hours between weigh ins and competition helps a ton. Yeah. Literally yeah. so much. Um <clears throat> cool. What else? Anything else? I feel like we've covered a lot. I'm trying to think. Does everybody want to compete now? I want to compete should, now. Yeah, competing's awesome. If you're if you're hesitant, I mean 
it takes your training to an entirely new level. You have that sense of purpose, sense of purpose, that sense of urgency. Aside just from just like feeling things. like a badass, it just changes things. What What is the biggest lesson or takeaway that you've gained from powerlifting, or like you know, growth wise? So, like mental, I've grown a lot mentally through powerlifting, um, powerlifting, bodybuilding a little bit, but especially powerlifting. It's just like showing up when it's your moment. Like, and preparation breeds confidence. So, and this carries over to every area of life, whether it's a job interview, um, relationship, whatever. If you're ready for your big moment, you're not going to fail. But if, so you go into a meet and you did everything your coach asked you to do. You hit your every training session. You trained your ass off for 8, 12, 16 weeks. And you get there on competition day. You should have nothing to be worried about. Because you did all the preparation, your confidence should be sky high, and then you should be able to show up and be a gamer on that day. Whereas if you don't do the work leading into it, you're going to show up and you're going to get rattled if you see any competition. So it's like really just doing doing the work and showing up when it's your moment, you know. And that's like a good that's a really good mindset to have. I feel like in in life in general. I mean, that's what powerlifting's taught me. I agree I with go all that. Everything like that. I agree with that. Like, you should never go into anything thinking like thinking you're gonna fail. Oh no! Yeah, as soon as your as soon as your brain hits that, you gotta click stop. Like, I agree. There's something about being under a heavy weight that like makes you really practice that. Yep, practice and the patience. I think yeah. for me, looking back, um, the best thing that I have gained from powerlifting was just a ton of confidence. And I, sure. I was never really somebody who wasn't confident, but I I'm talking about confidence with like my body and who I was because the second I stopped focusing on like my physique and the scale and all that that's when I started transforming and that's when I started to look better and feel better and that's like when I started wearing crop tops and stuff like that which sounds crazy but I just there's something really awesome being a girl and walking in and pulling like a 400 pound deadlift and being like fuck yeah like I weigh 132 and I'm pulling 400 pounds Mm -hmm. like not not a lot of people can say that So, you know, for me, I think that's what it was. And then just, like, patience, you know? I think that it teaches a lot of patience. Um, Powerlifting is so mental. Yeah, absolutely. It is such a mind game. And when you go in, like you said, day in, day out, you're not going to have a 7 for 7 week. Mm -hmm. Like, you might have a 3 for 7 some days, and you might have a 6 for 7. Yep. But I think going in during your shittiest lifts and still holding yourself accountable to hit that weight, like, for me, is super rewarding. Um, another thing I learned, not, not everything goes according to plan. Oh, no. I mean, have you ever had a meet where everything went perfect? Uh, never. Yeah, so it teaches you to deal with adversity. For sure. You know, you, you have your script, you have your plan, you and your coach. I'm going to hit this attempt, then I'm going to hit this, then I'm going to hit that. So you go in there and something feels off, your hips bothering you. Or you misgroove your bench press, or you miss your first deadlift. Take your pre-workout like too early. Take your pre-workout too early. And then the flight early. takes too you long. Have a, you have a bad, <laughs> yeah, you have a bad weight cut and you get sick. Yeah, literally. Anything like that can happen. Yeah. And you have to adjust on the fly and still maintain your confidence. Yeah. And still, still get the job done. So, being able to, to like change the game plan on the fly, like. And also, like again, like you meet amazing people powerlifting. Like there's so many people that I met through competing and training and Instagram and whatever that have become some of my best friends. Mm. Um, so for me, it's just like finding that sense of home away from oh, home yeah. in a way, you oh, know, yeah. 
Um, and then you kind of become just friends through that. But yeah, no, powerlifting is definitely a sport that is so much more than literally just picking up some weight. Yeah. Um, I feel like if it was just that, I wouldn't yeah. do it. No. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was expecting when I first did it. Same. I made, like you said, some of the best relationships. You know, most of my friendships at the gym, most of my close relationships are through powerlifting. Yep. Through lifting weights. So it's, it's a lot more than I bargained for, which is awesome. I agree. You know. Well, hopefully we um, have sold some people on why they should power lift. Yeah. Powerlifting is <laughs> the best. Man. And of course, Jeremy is now fully on board. So you can, uh, all the information for his Instagram. Um, actually, just tell us. What's your Instagram handle? So my Instagram's at jeremybrickfitness underscore at the end. Jeremy's O-M-Y. Yeah, J-E-R-O-M-Y-B-R-Y-K. Yep. So you can find um, his coaching application there. And you guys know where to find all my stuff. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Tailored Living Podcast. If you're looking for any nutrition, coaching, programming, or a combination, head over to tailoredtraining.com. You can always send me an email at trainwithtaylor at gmail.com. And of course, follow me on Instagram at taylorfit.com.